Welcome to the Nude Attitude, where we shatter the mirrored ceiling, worship our sexy selves, and talk about all things holy. This is a safe place where we will be throwing around confidence like confetti and applauding people flaunting their bodies no matter the size, color, gender, or ability. I'm your host, Madeline Gregg, and we're about to dive into the lady pond or whatever gender you prefer to sink into. So raise your glasses high and cheers to your slut side in this nude revolution. Since like a lot of this is about race and I'm white and I own that. Like if I say anything out of line, like own, like make me own up to it because like, I'm not afraid to just like apologize. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Good to go. Good to go. Okay, cool. So what's your name and what do you prefer to be called? My name you need first and last name or just first? It's whatever you want. Okay, cool. My name is Kaylin Robertson and my preferred pronouns are she, her. You got ahead of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Hold on. Let's, can we start <laughs> over? Let's start over. Uh, okay, I just asked you, <laughs> um, what's your name and what do you prefer to be called? Oh, cool. Okay, my name is Kaylin Robertson, and I just prefer to be called Kaylin. I don't have any, like, nicknames. Sure. What's your pronouns? She, her. Uh, What's your sexual orientation? (sighs) Question mark. I guess, like, I've always, like, told, I've always gone with, like, bisexuality, but I guess that's, like, my cop-out answer I feel like because it's just always been easiest for people to be like uh, for me to tell people that I was bi just because I don't know I like boys I like girls That's just we'll come like, back to that yeah um what's your favorite position all of them hey um <laughs> what's the last porn you watched I don't know it was probably definitely something on Pornhub. I don't know. That's usually what I just tend to, what I would tend to go to. I haven't watched porn in a really long time. Right. Um, what's the most amount of people you've had sex with at one time? One. What do you think that your most attractive feature is? I would say my smile. I like my smile. Good. Um, what feature do you struggle to love the most? Um, my legs, like my hips. I don't. I feel like I don't have hips, but at the same time, I don't know. Th- that's my answer. Okay. Okay. Start, I'll accept start it. There. It's a passing answer. <laughs> what feature do you notice first in someone that you're attracted to? Also, smile. And then, how do you unwind? Sims. I play a lot of The Sims. Sims still that's still going on it's gotten way worse during quarantine but I play a lot of the sims are they on like sims 6 yet 
It's still just at Sims 4. Okay. There's, there's, they're still coming out with like different expansion packs and stuff, but that's my, that's my jam. And it's been my jam since I was like 12. That used to be my jam too. And then like, I gave up my computer for my phone, basically. Oh, see, I mean, I have it on my phone too. You do? I didn't even know they had it on the phones. I don't, I don't like reach for it on my phone. But like when we were in the car the other day, when we were going to Lexington, actually, we were like not that far away from it. And I just pulled out my phone and started playing The Sims. She was like, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I just like can't stop. Fucking magical. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, so I just want you to start like with a little bit about your relationship because honestly, I'm having you on because you're in an interracial relationship. And I feel like a lot of the times interracial relationships don't get told from like the black perspective or the minority perspective. And I really wanted to give somebody a voice with that. So I remember talking to you in the past about homophobia in the black community and how that how you've either encountered that or like how you've witnessed it it's so i feel like because of how i look um i haven't experienced like a lot of homophobia in general Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as like homophobia in the black community i definitely saw it a lot i heard it a lot when i was growing up and it wasn't like necessarily my immediate family but just like around, like just certain things I always heard about or certain things were always like looked down upon and, you know, spoken about in a negative light. And that is in a lot, like a, a lot of the, like my introduction to like gay or like anything like that. When I first started hearing about it as a kid, like it wasn't anything that was ever good mm-hmm. uh, or not, not even that. It was just like, if I had, if I was around people talking about, you know, talking about it, it wasn't necessarily like a positive conversation or just like little, like slurs. I heard slurs a lot, um, like as like ways to describe people in the LGBTQ community. And um, it just wasn't always like a positive thing. I really, I didn't know many gay people when I was younger either. My mom did have a lot of like gay friends though. So like in my own home, it was never, there was never an issue. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that also had, like it definitely, that affected me too. Cause I didn't like, I've never, although I didn't know and I still like struggle to define my own sexuality. I've never in my own home and like in my own like personal upbringing, it was never a negative thing yeah and like Which, I guess like I, I just want to stress like everybody's coming out story and like everybody's um I guess like introduction to like the gay community or whatever it's so incredibly different and it's across the board for like literally all races um and I guess like literally all cultures because even like in the different races like you could have like bible belt and then you have like very liberal people mm-hmm. um and that that's a totally different upbringing. So do you want to tell me about your coming out story? Yes. Okay. So I really didn't think, I didn't put much think in, or I didn't put much thought into my own sexuality at all, really, until I was about like 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I really started like thinking about it and like diving into it. Because before, 
and I, I remember I asked you about this, the term compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah, I want to really hear more about that. Something that I stumbled upon, and I think it was around like my sophomore year of college. And um, so I wrote down the definition of it. So you found it through Google? I don't remember how I heard about it, okay. but then I started like doing my own research. Um, so the just like a Wikipedia definition of it, sure. the idea that heterosexuality is assumed and enforced by a patriarchal and heteronormative society. Mm -hmm. so, like my take on that really was just like, assuming I was straight, which is what I feel like was going on with me. Like, I just assumed I was straight just because, like, that's all I saw and that's yeah. all that there really was. And I just didn't think about it. Well, so but, true. Like, nine times out of ten, like, when you see little preschoolers playing, like, house, like, the there's going to be, like, a mom and a dad. Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah. And that's, like, totally just assuming. And the kid's just, like, replicating what they're seeing in, like, their average life even just like out and about like I when I was working at the zoo this is just like one example but stuff like this would happen all the time people would just be like or this this man was at my stand or something like that and he said something about my boyfriend at home or whatever like that and it's just people assuming mm -hmm. I'm a girl so I have a boyfriend yeah and it's just like that was just what there was and you're yeah. right like what you said before like how I don't know if you meant it this way but it's how I interpreted it but it's like how you look because like you're like more feminine than like yeah a, a different type of lesbian I right. don't want to label anybody <laughs> but, that's, but that's it like I'm very feminine I wear makeup I wear dresses I don't know yeah no I totally understand that and I totally identify with that because like I mean fuck I look so fucking straight it's disgusting it really is <laughs> like I look at myself and I'm like oh greater <laughs> that was also like when I uh it was really not I guess not really hard for me like it's like oh my I'm my anyways what I'm trying to say is when I would even like go out um it was I didn't know how to like I didn't know how to hit on girls like I don't know how to hit on anyone but girls didn't approach me either because mm -hmm. of how I looked because so, like people just don't assume or don't that's just it I guess people don't assume that I would be into you know anything other than a man just because of how I look and that really was like what it was like yeah and how it is still like I don't look like I would be in a relationship with a woman which whatever that looks like I know, like, whatever it looks like. What does it even look like, honestly? Um, no, that's so incredibly true, though. When, well, I guess, mm, I don't know if you've already answered this or not, but, like, when did you discover, like, that you had any sort of, like, desires toward, towards women? It was around, like, sophomore year of college. That's when I started thinking about it that's when i switched my tinder from just hey. men to men and women that's a big move yeah that was that was a little bit that about was that. the turning point that was the turning point and that was when i was like all right this is fun and that really, <laughs> oh hey this was, is fun like check fun. Out. i was having fun and that was that was actually when i started to like explore and like dig into it that's amazing mm -hmm. also the first fun fact um I 
am like super like timid or whatever, I guess, ill, that's weird to say. I just would, I guess, consider myself a more shy person. But the first time I ever slid in someone's like Tinder DMs, it was a girl. I thought you were going to go somewhere different. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, just back to Tinder. Okay. Slid into her DMs. What happened? Well, it's funny because it was Allison's DMs. No way. Yeah. That was a, that was a long time ago though. So um, (laughs) that's like how we started talking I guess you could say, was I slid in her DMs on Tinder. But then uh, fast forward, what that was like, what? That was like 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, nothing really happened then. Um, but then fast forward to this year, or 2019, I guess, um, my dog, like, got out. This is, I'm, I've transitioned into how me and Allison started dating. I'm all about it. I knew we were going to get there. Really, so I just like started it. Don't worry. Keep going. Keep going. This is my favorite topic. <laughs> what, so, Allison or just your gayness? Allison. Well, both. Oh, but Allison, okay. <laughs> so my dog got out and he like, I met him at my car one night. It's like 4 a.m. He's supposed to be in the house and he's limping which he used to get out all the time. And I just like, didn't know what to do. I was at my wits end. Um, and I knew that she was like super into dogs. And like, so what I did was um, I messaged her on Facebook and just like asked if she had any like recommendations on like dog training or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a few days back on the Tinder and mm-hmm. I saw her we matched and the rest is history oh see i never got i feel so gypped i never got a tinder or anything that's okay well, like, right. patrick and i met in like 2010 i don't even think they had it back then i have no idea but like i don't know i feel like tinder actually has i mean i feel like you were in middle school back then so <laughs> wait i have no idea um but like that was like the best interaction I ever had on Tinder. Cause other than that, Tinder's wild and consider yourself lucky for never having to like even encounter that. I kind of just want to make it anyways and be like, Patrick, full disclosure, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> like just do it together. It could be a fun evening activity. Well, if we do it together, it makes it look like we're looking for threesomes, which we're not. <laughs> so you could just do it as a joke. Just do it. Okay. As- just to see what's out there because I'm sure you were in, you will encounter something weird. That's fascinating. I just want stories like that. I'm jelly. <laughs> that was the best encounter I had, and it was a great thing. Yeah. Well, one of my friends actually, she just got married to somebody who she swiped. Is it swipe left? Is it yes? Swipe right for yes. Oh, so she swiped or right, and yeah. they like just got married and moved to Charleston. <laughs> Beautiful. It used to be like I feel like it used to be like super like weird or like it kind of felt like it was a little embarrassing to say that you like met somebody on Tinder, but that is literally this generation. I mean, like literally yeah. everybody meets on an app. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I meet people organically because I'm old school, but it's fine. (laughs) I don't know how to meet people organically. I say that, but like, I 
definitely met people organically. I don't know. Well, you said that you're super shy, so that probably like plays into like not really putting yourself out there and meeting people organically. Yeah. Because like you wouldn't approach anybody at a bar, would you? Or do you think you would? I think that it would take several like shots of tequila for me to do that. But just like on my own, no. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I don't know. Is it the fear of being like turned down or is it the fear of like them like like actually hitting it off with somebody or what? Both. It was like it was definitely the fear of both because then I don't know I'd be like if if it worked what next? <laughs> <laughs> like what do I do with my hands like, now? Literally what do I do? <laughs> yeah I get it. Um so I remember you saying that you um, you struggle loving your hips. I do. Um, so why specifically do you struggle loving your hips? I feel like I've always had bigger hips, but like skinnier legs and no butt. Mm. If- if you can picture that, that's what I have. I mean, I've seen you in person, and this is not something I've noticed. <laughs> I see it every day. And We're all our is, own worst critics. Which is something that I have tried to remind myself constantly. And I feel like I've, I've gotten, over the years, I've gotten a little bit better at loving my, trying to love my legs and, yeah. and everything. But it definitely is like... I feel like that's what I pick apart myself, like my lack of butt and like my awkwardly shaped legs or from that's what I see. But I don't know. That could just be my body dysmorphia talking. Quite honestly. So what I like to tell people, not that I'm like a super expert on this or anything, but I like to remind people that like you don't go from like despising something about your body to immediately loving it. It just doesn't happen like that. It happened like, at least for me and for a lot of people I know, it goes from absolutely loathing that one fucking thing you cannot change about yourself to understanding that I'm just not my type. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. And I need to get over it. If I saw myself in a bar, I would not pick myself up. If I saw myself on porn, I would not click that porn. Like I do not do it for myself. Yeah. Um, And then you love it. Yeah. That, I mean, I feel like I used to be that way about my arms too. And that is something that I feel like I just like over time without even realizing it, I just stopped caring as much. So maybe that, is also what's gonna happen because I used to not wear tank tops and I used to just not show my arms at all and Same. then I just like stopped giving a fuck I just like yeah started doing it no I totally agree with that like I used to be like shirts all the time like and I was very like particular about how they like fit my shoulders because I was always told I had really broad shoulders I'm like oh well that seems manly yeah. And then like, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> it was like such a snowball. I was like, oh fuck, I don't want to seem manly. I can't wear flannel. I'll look like a lesbian. And then I'll... <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a bad snowball from there. <laughs> I feel it. I really feel it. I just, I don't even know when it changed or something clicked. And I was just like, I'm going to wear a tank top. I used to like. It's hot. It, it, it was hot. We live in the South. <laughs> Period. And, it, and that's what happened. It got too hot. And I was like fuck it. I don't care anymore. 
it, it was like I was even noticing like the tan lines like my chest never got any sun and like I would have this awkward like t-shirt tan line and I was like it's just it's time to even it out yeah it is time even it out that's funny um so you said that you have body dysmorphia so do you want to dive into that a little bit I know that you struggled with like excessively weighing yourself at some point in your life I've like I've never been just to like make that clear I've never been like diagnosed with body dysmorphia or anything no but I think that like that's something that we can definitely just like diagnose ourselves you Mm -hmm. know it's like you don't need somebody to diagnose you to know that you're bulimic right that's a really bad analogy but you know it is I know what you mean mean. but yeah that um I I don't know how or I guess just lifestyle changes like my I changed my job I changed like how active I was and in a short amount of time I lost around like 40 to like 50 pounds and I guess I just didn't see a lot of people for a a little while and whenever I would see anybody the first thing that they would point out like this was happening for a while Um, it doesn't really happen as much now but the first thing they would point out would be my weight and like how much weight I've lost and why do people think that's okay I don't I I think that the fact that I had lost weight people think that it's going to be a compliment which I don't want to like fault anyone or like criticize anybody because I know like none of it was coming from a malicious place like people were genuinely just like oh like you you've lost weight but it was just happening so often and it was like it just put like this pressure on me for a long time I felt like that I had to stay that weight and I feel like I was just always like constantly in my head about if I you know have put on I got so freaked out that I was gonna gain all of my weight back Mm-hmm. And that was going to be another thing for like people to point out whenever they saw me. But I don't know. I haven't, I don't have a scale in the house now. And I feel like that's the best thing that I've done. Yeah. It's not replacing it or like not bringing on here with me. Yeah, for sure. I feel like when you just like eliminate eliminate the thing that's like the number thing for you, yeah. you know, it it helps tremendously. Like my thing was, it was weighing a lot, but it was also like sizes. Yeah. But once I started shopping around at different sizes and you know, this you've worked at Madwell for like how long or maybe three years or maybe sizes are so fucking different. And it's so absurd in the fashion industry of like, I'm literally a size like four at Target, but I'm a size 10 at American Eagle. Right. Tell me how that makes sense. Even the store that I work at, like you will be one size, but different like cuts of jeans and like different styles, different materials, they all factor into what size you're going to be. And that's another thing because I like the size thing I have been thinking about a lot too, because I get uh, like lately I've gotten a little thicker in my legs um than I have been previously so like I'm needing a little bit bigger jeans and I just it's okay because that's life and that's <laughs> myself, and I'm gonna put because my jeans on and I'm gonna feel cute and it's gonna be fine 
Yes, because you are not your type. You're obviously somebody else's and you just need to get over it because if you start mm -hmm. to like bash yourself, then you're bashing the person that you love and their preference. Yeah. And that's honestly like a dick move. I know. <laughs> like, like equivalent. Have you ever like, I've, it's not, I guess it's not a meme, but I've just seen like on Twitter or whatever, like why do people feel the need to comment on your type or whatever like that I get, that's doing that um she thinks i'm cute so i'm cute yeah 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 i yeah this actually shows like the worst side of me but i used to call patrick a chubby chaser because like i have major body dysmorphia <laughs> and he would get so mad at me and he just turned at me one night and he was like stop bashing my best friend i'm like <sighs> my heart Oh, that's bad. That got me right in the heart string. Right? Sorry, I put the in my mouth. <laughs> it's okay. I honestly haven't eaten anything, like and I'm probably going to eat like half a pizza after this. <laughs> oh my God, eat the whole pizza. I'm so hungry. Yeah. Allison, do you think that Kaylin is actually as shy as she says she is? No, absolutely not. I don't agree. You don't think so? I don't know. I feel like she's the most social person I know. She has like here. You have to get closer to the mic. I don't think this is what she say. She said I have twelve friends compared to her two, which I don't think is true. I think that it's harder for me to. I got. I feel like maybe it's just harder for me to talk about myself, and maybe that's why. I feel like I'm a shyer person or it's like harder for me to like put myself out there and to be like in the spotlight. So then who like originally asked who out? I mean, we just have like made plans to hang out. Oh, you were, you guys were just going to be friends. Yeah, we made no. plans to like hang out and you know, no, you no. The answer to your question is Kayla. Because <laughs> Because we were talking on Tinder for a while, and then, or no, we exchanged numbers, and then we were talking, we were like texting about the dogs for like maybe four, almost a week, and she was finally like, she said, because I was like a little bit nervous, so finally she said, I really like enjoy talking about like the dogs, but I'd, I'd also really like to get to know you a little bit more. Do you think we can meet up? Blah blah blah. So she <laughs> she Kaylin initiated the first day. Absolutely. So she's not that shy. Hmm. Or maybe hmm. I And it also sounds like we can look back on like text and like Tinder messaging and like really get the scoop on this. So just like you've been called out. No, -uh, because I deleted my Tinder. Another thing that she didn't mention that I'd like to add. <laughs> Oh, you need to come closer to the microphone. This oh, my God. <laughs> and what year was it? Do you remember the year? It was, was it 2015? It had to be, yeah. It was Because like, I have that written down. <laughs> I was working at Shelbyville Road, Heine Brothers. She was working at Mall St. Matthews across the street. No. Or Oxmoor, sorry. I never worked at Mall St. Matthews, was, and I would never work at Mall St. Matthews. So, she was, so work, she was working at the mall across from the coffee shop that I was working at and her friend 
her and her friend would come in like every other day and get the same order and I was always in there and like we like knew of each other because we had talked previously but then whatever so one day she came in and like we would like kind of flirt but I wasn't like totally in on it I was kind of just stupid not Mm -hmm. oblivious almost she was like crushing on me biggest crush ever but anyways long story short one one time she came in and she like I made her her drink or whatever and then she like reaches over the counter and gives me a high five a high five five. like she reaches up for a high five and I'm just like uh okay I literally like I'm so embarrassed for you right now it was the worst thing ever and I was with my friend and we just left and she was like do you want to talk about it just like no I don't I really do not want and you're to like this is why I don't approach people but you know what's funny is that after that she started working at high five donuts yeah I, I remember that didn't then we didn't reconnect until like three and a half four four and a half years later when I was still working at high five donuts and yeah, just kind of the whole thing is kind of like super ironic and cute. And now instead of high fiving, we kiss. <laughs> Whoa, high five on the lips, mm-hmm. but my- not like violently. That would be right. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, battery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the nice little like not slapping each other in the face. But if I had to say anything, no, I think that she's very, like, more so outgoing. And she's great at making friends. And she's great, like, something that I struggle with is, like, what? I don't know. Sorry if I'm talking too much. No, you're fine. That I struggle with, like, in a social setting is basically, like, continuing a conversation or just, like, flowing with it. And she's like, she's just like amazing at that. Like, like awkward silence gives me the most anxiety of all. Like an hour before it could even possibly happen. I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be awkward silence. And like, there's never that with you, with any type of person, even if it's your best friend or if it's a total stranger. It's just like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Sweet. That's so true though. It's true because it's like, I mean, Kayla, we, uh, Kayla. Kaylin. <laughs> like, I think I saw you at the zoo a couple times. I never even really saw you with Maggie. Maybe once you went on vacation with us, but like, I didn't really like, I don't know. And like, yeah, this is a seamless conversation. So she's uh, right. I try. I try. I really do. Well, wait, you said that Allison was your first relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Bitch, how old are you? I am 25. First relationship. Um, oh, she's approaching. Yeah. <laughs> First relationship. Eh. I moved in and everything. Lord mm-hmm. Jesus. First and only relationship. I'm putting that out there right now. So how? <laughs> I love how you say all this as soon as she's out of the room. <laughs> like whether she knows it or not. Am I right? <laughs> um so 
like, how do you feel about like your really, how your relationship is seen or like just the fact that you're with a white woman, you know, as like you grew up in this very like heterosexual household, you know what I mean? And my, well, first of all, my family has been like my entire family and I have a huge family. Like my grandma has like eight brothers and sisters. I have a thousand cousins pretty much. Like my family couldn't be more accepting. I love that. I agree because mm-hmm. um, it's, that's not always the case as we, you know, like, I mean, we've talked about like homophobia in the black community. Like I knew that 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 there was a possibility that it wouldn't be the case, but I am very lucky. And with them, that really is the only thing that matters to me um, as far as like how I'm, how we are seen. Mm -hmm. Um, It does sometimes like it's in the back of my mind, how people really are just out here racist and homophobic and people are both of those things. So it is like, I don't want, I don't even want to say that it can be like scary sometimes. It can just be, I don't know how people will take us if they see us like out holding hands or whatever, because we do. And I'm not going to not because I'm scared, but I do get a little bit, um, we think about it. Like I think about it. I think about it a lot, how some people really just don't like fuck with either of those things. Like yeah it's it's one thing that we are two girls in a relationship but it's another thing that it's like it's a complete other thing that we are you know i'm black she's white like so i mean it's it's prevalent in my mind and i think about it but it's not like i don't i'm trying really hard to not live my life in fear Mm -hmm. so i just you know I'm just living with it. I'm living in it and I'm having fun and I'm not going to let that ruin it. But it, it, it is the thing that I have thought about and like think about, but I definitely don't think about it as much as I used to because um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to be less fearful and it's, there's nothing to be afraid of. I don't think, but you know, yeah. people are different. People think differently, but. I hear that. Yeah, I don't have, like, obviously that experience. I think, like, the only person outside, this sounds so bad. I'm probably not even going to include this. <laughs> the only person that, like, I've been with not, like, who's, like, not white is Asian. And I, like, never had that experience of, like, truly being in a relationship that, like, is with somebody of a minority who can be targeted other than like my relationship with women which is like really really obvious when like you're making out or holding hands with another woman (laughs) yeah oh you can't hide it yeah you really can't hide that i mean you can't hide like your blackness (laughs) (laughs) it's here Okay. Do you have any parting words? Um, be nice to people and to let people live their lives. This isn't for you, obviously, but just, you know, to the greater good of America. Just, you know, I don't know. 
I'm a little tipsy right now. <laughs> Fucking accept people. Fucking accept people. Let people live. Let people kiss who they want to kiss. Yeah. And, and don't the talk golden about rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, don't talk about people's thighs either and don't comment on their weight. Don't talk about people's thighs. Don't comment on their weight unless they're chicken and then eat it. Right. Hey. And that's it. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Nude Attitude, a podcast focusing on radical body acceptance and anti-slut shaming from a true hoe. If you want to interact with upcoming episodes, ask questions, or request topics, please find me on Instagram at the period nude period attitude and on Twitter at underscore nude underscore attitude and on my website, thenudeattitude.com. I'm Madeline Gregg. Hope you keep coming back for more.